Good morning, Alex and friends. Today is Friday, July 14th, 2023, and you're listening to Alex's News. Get ready to crank up the AC, folks, as the mercury is set to hit a blazing 100.6 degrees here in Riverside with a low of 75.7. Now, let's dive into the news. We lead with a developing Hollywood drama, not on the screens, but behind them. Actors are prepping picket signs instead of scripts, voting to strike against major studios as they demand fair compensation and control over technology. In other news, India is aiming for the stars, and the moon's south pole to be specific. Chandrayaan-3 has been launched, with India hoping to become the fourth country to land on this unmapped lunar frontier. And finally, some potential relief for our listeners grappling with student loans. The Biden administration has announced a $39 billion student debt relief plan, part of a bid to fulfill a key campaign promise. Stay tuned for these stories and more, coming right up on Alex's News. Turning now to the top story of the day, Hollywood is in turmoil as actors represented by the SAG-AFTRA union are striking against major studios after failed negotiations with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. To unpack more about this, our reporter Antoni has all the details. Antoni, what led to this decision? Good morning, Connie. The decision to strike was taken by the union's national board after attempts to reach an agreement with the studios proved fruitless. The actors are dissatisfied with the stance of the studios, who they accuse of neglecting the industry's changes and the broader economy. Which were the key elements that seems to have snowballed into this strike? One of the primary issues that led to this critical decision is overcompensation for actors from streaming platform projects. With the rise of streaming services, traditional pay structures for actors have been troubled, and actors now demand higher compensation for hit projects. Additionally, they're seeking control over the use of artificial intelligence, showing how technology is becoming increasingly influential in the entertainment business. What standpoint are the studios taking on this situation? The studios are worried considering the fiscal consequences of the strike and the trials confronted by the volatile streaming industry. They argue that the streaming environment is tough, leading to workforce cuts and financial instability. Despite this, actors maintain that the studios are refusing to acknowledge the industry's changing terrain and are prepared to fight for their demands. Can this strike potentially have any implications on upcoming productions? Absolutely, Connie. This strike could cause major disturbances in Hollywood, potentially resulting in considerable postponements or even cancellations of anticipated movies and TV shows. We haven't seen upheaval on this scale since Hollywood actors and writers simultaneously went on strike back in 1960, which really underscores the historic nature of this moment. Has there been any support from other corners of the industry? Indeed, in a show of unity, other Hollywood unions, including the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees and the Directors Guild of America, are supporting SAG-AFTRA in their decision to strike. How are the members of SAG-AFTRA responding to this? The reaction has been overwhelmingly supportive, with 98% of SAG-AFTRA members authorizing the strike. High-profile actors like Meryl Streep and Fran Drescher endorsed a letter emphasizing the importance of standing up to the studios urging negotiators not to give in to studios' demands. 
This is obviously a pivotal moment for Hollywood and the entertainment industry. What are the expected outcomes from this strike? This is indeed a crucial juncture, Connie. Not only does it present a shift in the way actors are compensated, but it also brings into question the influence they have over the use of emerging technologies. Depending on the results of this labor dispute, we may well see a shaping of the future of Hollywood. Thanks, Antoni. We'll continue to watch this story closely. On to our second story now, a space exploration update coming out of India. Something notable is happening on the lunar front, Ellie. Could you give us an overview of what's going on? Absolutely, Connie. India has launched its Chandrayaan-3 spacecraft, a remarkable mission that aims to land on the moon's south pole. If successful, India will become the fourth country to complete a lunar landing, joining the United States, the Soviet Union, and China. Targeted touchdown is in August of this year. Now the spacecraft is made up of a lander and a rover, both tasked to gather data on the properties of lunar soil and rocks. You mentioned they're aiming to land on the moon's south pole. That's a change from the usual sites, right? Correct, Connie. The moon's south pole is a less explored area, and it's believed to hold water reserves. Part of Chandrayaan-3's mission is to investigate these reserves. The data they collect could potentially contribute to the development of a permanent lunar base. This isn't India's first endeavor towards the moon's south pole, though, is it? That's right, Connie. Back in 2019, India's Chandrayaan-2 mission didn't quite go to plan due to a software glitch that led to a crash landing. Interestingly, the orbiter from that mission is still functional and collecting useful data. So this time the mission has been streamlined, omitting an orbiter and focusing on the lander and rover components. Beyond the scientific implications, this mission seems to be a source of national pride for India. Absolutely, Connie. The launch took place at the Satish Dhawan Space Center in Andhra Pradesh, and it has garnered significant attention across the nation. Major news networks have extensively covered it, and students are closely following the mission. Essentially, India's space program is inspiring the next generation of Indian scientists and explorers. There's a significant financial commitment to this mission as well. Indeed, Connie. The mission's overall cost is projected to be around $75 million. It's a significant commitment by India towards their space program. And let's not forget, India has already made its mark on the lunar surface with the successful Chandrayaan-1 mission back in 2008. Looking forward, when exactly is Chandrayaan-3 expected to land on the moon, and how long will the mission last? Chandrayaan-3 is set to touch down on the moon's surface in August this year. The rover, an integral part of the mission, is expected to operate for around two weeks in the hard lunar environment. As we wrap up, can you put into perspective what this mission means in the broader context of global space exploration? Absolutely, Connie. This mission goes beyond India's national objectives and really connects to a global desire for lunar and space exploration. Several nations and even private companies are becoming key players in this field. India's endeavors to unlock the mysteries of the moon's south pole actually positions them within an exciting and multifaceted space race. Quite an exciting time for space exploration indeed. Thanks for that comprehensive coverage, Ellie. As we move to our third story of the day, let's touch on a topic that's been a hot-button issue for many Americans' student debt. The Biden administration has announced that it plans to provide $39 billion in student debt relief to approximately 804,000 borrowers. Arnold, our specialist correspondent in this area, is serving up all the insights on this key development. So, Arnold, what exactly is going on here? 
Well, Connie, this is part of the Biden administration's broader push for debt relief. As a part of administrative fixes to accurately count qualified monthly payments under existing repayment plans, this relief aims to rectify past failures and ensure that eligible borrowers get the forgiveness they deserve. The relief applies notably to borrowers with direct loans or federal family education loans. Interesting. Now, Arnold, the number $39 billion is significant. What plan is this part of and how will it affect the borrowers? That's a great question, Connie. The amount of $39 billion is part of what is being referred to as the SAVE plan, short for saving on a valuable education. This income-driven repayment plan has two main benefits. One, it reduces monthly payments and stops interest accumulation. Two, with the SAVE plan, monthly payments can be reduced by as much as half, and borrowers sitting on $12,000 or less in debt could find their debts erased after a decade of payments. That's quite a relief for many, surely. However, are there any implications for the national budget with such massive relief being handed out? Indeed, there are. The government expects to spend anywhere from $138 billion to $361 billion over the next decade on this program. But it's worth noting that the SAVE plan goes beyond just financial relief. The Department of Education is implementing changes to the federal student loan system with this plan that will, once fully phased next year, allow Americans to enroll in an income-driven repayment plan that reduces monthly payments by half and cancels remaining debts after 10 years of payments. Education Secretary Miguel Cardona recently mentioned several issues in education. Could you shed some light on his comments? Sure, Connie. Secretary Cardona criticized the Supreme Court's decisions on student loan forgiveness and affirmative action, emphasizing access to higher education as an essential right. He also addressed systemic challenges such as teacher shortage, book banning, and declining student performance, underlining the significance of qualified educators, addressing learning loss due to COVID-19, and harnessing federal funds. Secretary Cardona was against book banning and stressed the importance of diverse materials in education. And finally, he reiterated the importance of building strong relationships with students and ensuring their well-being. It certainly seems like a lot is at stake here, but also a lot of tremendous help for those struggling with student debt. Thanks, Arnold, for giving us this comprehensive overview of the situation. My pleasure, Connie. It'll be interesting to see how these issues evolve in the coming months. That's all we have for now. Today's episode was made with ChatGPT, Eleven Labs, and a program written by you. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow, Alex.